What did you click on, Brandon? I, I clicked on call in. So, okay. and then that's when I believe you entered and it works. All right. All right. Josh. I'm, on. I'm on. How's it going, guys? It's good, going. Good. It's going. <laughs> With the little coke. Um, so, uh, I can hear you pretty well. Um, you want to do your mic test? Oh, no, we're good. We're good. If you, oh, if you say solid. you can hear me good, we're good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, we're just, uh, Josh, this is Brandon. Brandon, this is Josh. And then hey, we have. Good, man. Nice to meet you. Nice we meet have, you. we have whatever is on your mind listening with a little Coke. Um, again, just to kind of bring up the speed, Josh, this is a, a pod being live functionality. I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, uh, I'm still kind of new to this. And uh, as, as you guys pretty no, much know earlier that, um, my, my settings, my, okay. So Brandon, I didn't tell you, um, my settings was actually set for Arizona time for whatever reason. What up, Kevin? And so I was like, I don't know why he's not letting me set the, the cast to start sooner rather than later. I'm like, why do I have to wait an hour? Um, but I figured how to do with my settings. I'm like, my computer settings are fine, but I guess the website settings was not so. You know, um, you know, Arizona has to be different. They can't change their time like everybody else. Yeah, you guys are different. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird because I know when well, born and raised in Southern California, you know when the time zone change. Yeah, it, it was weird when it first changed. When I was first out here. I'm like, man, I am exhausted. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I'm used to the time changing, and I'm like, wait, the time doesn't change here. This is a little getting used to because mm-hmm. calling family back home. I'm like, hey, mom, what are you doing? Sleeping. I'm like, what do you mind? It's six o'clock. She's like, no, it's five. I'm like, oh, I'll call you later then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so without further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this. Uh, this is Chewing the Cud with yours truly, the dude of New Windsor. Um, this is the evening edition, the live version. Uh, welcome. We have... Kevin jumped on whatever is on your mind who jumped on he's ready and excited for Thanksgiving I am too um, I I'm definitely waiting for that ham I hope that the ham will be there um, but yeah tonight uh, we're gonna discuss uh, that life has uh, lots of choices um, we definitely have um, many choices that we make in life especially when it involves other people right um, us men in particular We've got some real tough ones. Um, the one that we're going to talk about tonight is the choice of getting a vasectomy. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah. So, um, you guys, Kevin, whatever is on your mind, jumped in at an interesting night. Uh, yeah. It is uh, one of those like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I say when I hear about that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of research and uh, during work, I'm, you know, I'm occupied with work, but trying to do uh, little bits of uh, things here. But um, I've learned that that's probably like 10% of the men in the U.S. actually uh, get this procedure done. Um, for those that are um, above 35, that number is doubled. Um, so that's an interesting fact. Another fact that I found that was quite interesting is that. The first recorded procedure in the States was done in 1899. Um, but interesting enough, the procedure was not done for its purpose. Um, the procedure was done because it was actually done uh, to a, an inmate in jail because he was um, displaying some very despicable behavior. And so... Um, this was one of the methods, I guess, that they tried to um, to do. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've not gone through the procedure myself. Um, uh, probably in my in my immediate circle of friends and family, I probably know like up to like five guys that have got it done. Um, it's still one of those things that I'm wrestling with in my mind. Um, but, uh, our guest, Josh, uh, was delighted to, uh, <laughs> share experiences. Um, you would never do it. I don't know. I don't know. 
like Josh, I don't know if you can like respond to that. Like, I don't know if you've ever said that to yourself, if you would never do it, but I mean, I told myself, I was like, I don't think I would ever consider that, but I'm still at this point now considering it. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, was one to say to myself that I would never do it. Um, I always thought in my head that a girl's, uh, a woman getting their tubes tied would be simpler, you know, for them, you know, because if they're in the process of having a baby at that time, you know, what's to say just tying the tubes while they're, while they're in that area and they're already in the hospital, might as well just get it taken care of then, right? Um, I was very ignorant in, in that thought until I learned about, you know, that it's a lot more invasive for women. Um, so I learned that and my wife educated me on that and she being a nurse. Um, I'm sure you can relate to that too, um, with, uh, with your wife, but, um, funny story real quick before we jump into this part. So, um, you invited me on your podcast, right? And, uh, for anybody that's listening in that doesn't know AJ, um, he is a diehard, um, Dodger fan, just like me. So I thought he was calling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I thought he was telling me, "Hey, let's jump on this podcast." I'm like, "All right, what are we even talking, Dodgers? What are we talking about?" He's like, "I'll let you know at 3:30." He says, "Hey, we're talking about vasectomies." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) So it's just a little twist of things, but um, but yeah, you tell me what you want to know, and uh, I have no problem getting in in depth with everything for anyone that's contemplating getting it done. Uh, okay, so um, so I did I did um, I did kind of skip my um, the uh, workflow for for the cast, but uh, uh, Brandon's also a, a good uh, a big uh, baseball fan as well, and I and he was he said he was interested in uh, next year's season, and I was like, oh yeah yeah, let's talk about baseball. Like Josh is in baseball too, so um, <laughs> thoughts. All right, well, first of all, uh, we have to um, we have to let the world know Brandon is a Red Sox fan. Um, uh, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, if I had to choose an AL team to support, it would be the Red Sox. Hey, hey at least it's a lot better than the Yankees. That's yeah, all. You're right. That's all that you're right there. You're right there. Or you could be like my, uh, like someone that I know that's a uh, Dodgers and an Angels fan. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that would be me. Um, I would root for the uh, Angels as well. Um, I do think that uh, Trout, uh, Mike Trout is on the wrong team. He should be in blue. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I'm very, very. Uh, I, I I don't know what my emotions are in re- into uh, in regards to the Astros um, um, cheating like, scandal. Yeah, yeah like um, I'm hearing other sides like to the story, like, hey, you know, cheating's a part of the game. Yeah, like if you have a man on second and he can look you know, to see what the catcher's throwing down and then, you know, throw some like hand signals and yeah. But when you are throwing everything else into the mix, like, you know, camera angles, like, okay, then that's another story. Um, and, and I've seen these stats of like how the Astros are just so significantly dominant at home versus on the road. I'm like, geez, like this does not scream like, Hey, like they're doing something. Um, I feel like the I feel like the Dodgers are always the team that gets kind of screwed over to say in a politically correct way um, with Matt Kemp losing the MVP, you know, to Braun due to yeah. steroids. Um, but obviously, I think I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Dodgers fan. But <laughs> but right, um, right. yeah, with with my first thought on that whole thing is I think that they should obviously have an asterisk put by the World Series. You know, anybody that was in the know. For yeah. that, I think that they should be fired. Um, I'm talking about team representatives, things like that, um, yeah. heav- heavily fined. And then I think that they should lose draft picks and that those picks should be awarded to each of those teams that they committed um, the cheating with. Yeah, because yeah. they were they were tapping into MLB um, live video, you know, to re- to steal signs and stuff like that. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and, and I don't mean this in the meanest way, but Brandon, uh, Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, I believe was on that same Astros team in uh, the year prior. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. If- yeah, I, I believe he was, and I don't know like the full on what's going behind. Although I've been kind of out of the loop, but I've seen what's been going on, what happened in 2017. But, I mean, 
I understand that sign stealing is part of the game. But once you start getting all these electronics and you can freeze the frame and slow everything down, mm. you can see how it is so much easier. You can you see the the tablets in the dugout now. Yeah, I do see that. Um, and but they're like, I definitely think that that's um, well. So I've noticed before, like the tablets, like they would have notebooks. You know, whenever a new pitcher would come on the mound, they go back to their notebooks, and I'm sure that they're looking at their scouting report and where they're dominant against, you know, right-handed, left-handed hitters and whatnot. Um, which, you know, that was something that I that I was exposed to, like going through high school baseball. Is that you know, like head coach was like, hey, you know, um, you're up to play, and let's say you strike out, you ground out, whatever, you come back to the dugout, write down the notes, like what was thrown to you, like what kind of pitches that, that the guy had, you know? And so that was something that uh, I guess, you know, it's practice at the high school level. Um, but with tablets in there, like, I don't know what the rules are on that. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm mad enough to say, you know what, it's over with, you know, who knows the Dodgers could have won, um, they would have lost. You would never know. We can't turn back time. But, yeah, I do agree with the draft picks and the fines and probably the terminations might give a little bit of justice. But mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, um, what is uh, he say? It's hard, it's hard to refer this, this <laughs> listener, whatever is on your mind. you got to give me a name. I'm going to call you Mr. Ortiz. How about that? I'll call him Mr. Ortiz. He, I think go. he's a there David Ortiz fan. He says, to view everyday play, take until next day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, there was also no, another note. Kevin was listening, and he uh, got his vasectomy uh, after his fourth child. So he can definitely um, uh, weigh in on this as well. Um, so, so Josh, um, Brandon uh, is is uh, a father as well, and is also considering it. So, uh, do you want to share like any thoughts sure. like leading up to making the decisions? Um, like, did you have sure. to psych yourself up for anything? Yeah, so uh, actually, one of my good friends is one of my best friends. His name's Sam. Uh, he actually had the procedure done, and I remember telling him, "Dude, you're crazy. I would never do that. I would never do that. I, like, don't even talk about bringing anything that's gonna snip anything in that region. Um, it's not happening." And uh, and he told me he's like, "Honestly, man, it really wasn't that bad." And, like he said, I, I had those thoughts in my head too, and. Um, he says, and when we got, when I got to the procedure, it went through, it was perfectly fine. It, it wasn't as bad as you would think. So at that point, then he kind of planted the seed in my head and I said, you know what? And then with my wife, uh, telling me, Hey, um, you know, I, I, we're good with two kids. So we have a boy and a girl and, uh, we're blessed that they're healthy. You know, um, would I have wanted one more possibly, um, not right now, <laughs> um, are because they're a lot of work, um, yeah. But uh, and it's a lot of time devoted. But um, I was happy with it, and we were okay with you know moving towards that route of having a vasectomy done. But prior to that, absolutely, I, there was no intention in my mind that I would ever have that done. Um, and in my head, I thought to myself, I said, you know, well, if that gets you know, because I didn't know really what a vasectomy was. I know that they snip something. I didn't know what it was that they snip, and does that make you um, less than a man? You know, mm-hmm. so that was a, that was a thought process that went through my head too. Um, you know, because um, you know that's one of the most sensitive spots on a guy. You know, uh, with all the guys listening in, you know, last thing you want to think about is somebody snipping in that region. Right. So yeah, yeah I definitely, yeah, definitely. Def- yeah, yeah. So I definitely had to psych myself up about that. Um, so, what was there? Was there like an initial? Um, thought or um another suggestion in regards to the procedure that like finally made you decide all right i'm going to go through it yeah so actually um i went to a consultation so every every medical provider is going to be a little bit different with the way that um they make you go through the process of going to get a vasectomy um, the process that I had to go through was I had to go to a consultation and then I had to meet with the actual doctor that would be performing the vasectomy. Then he had to ask me, Hey, are you being pressured to do this, uh, by your significant other? Or is anybody pressuring you to have a vasectomy against your will? And I said, no. <laughs> and then they said, okay. Um, and then in California, I don't know if you know this, but you have to wait 72 hours 
from the time that you sign off saying that you want to have a vasectomy, um, they will not allow you to do a procedure for um, at least 72 hours. That that time has to pass, and part of it is so that you can think it over to make sure that you're really? making the right decision. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, um, and then also, if you're married, you have to, and this could be different for every medical provider, but my wife actually had to sign the form too, agreeing to the vasectomy. Not just myself, <laughs> but, my, but my wife had to sign it as well, just to make sure that both parties weren't in agreement. Because um, the last thing I think that they want to do is to create friction within um, a marriage. Right. So that's my understanding of why they get the wife's signature on that as well. But um, the reason that, or after that consultation, um, the reason that I decided to move forward with it was because the thought of something being permanent was in my head. You know, once I'm snipped, this is permanent. We can never go back to having kids. Um, and does this possibly make me less than a man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those were thoughts that came in my head. Um, the doctor uh, told me that, you know, there are different options that if we ever do decide to have kids, is is that you can have a vasectomy reversed. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have a very high statistical rate on having it done, but there is a procedure where you can have it reversed. Um, the second option is, is that you can also have a spermidectomy where they actually pull sperm um, out and then they'll um, insert it into your to your wife to help her get pregnant that way. Um, so there can, are can, options. I, can I ask you a, a yeah. question? Sure. You said they would pull out the sperm? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what a vasectomy is, um, they cut off the tube right. that, that the sperm runs through. So when that time comes, um, you know, where you're going to ejaculate, um, that you will ejaculate, but the sperm will not pass through. So they cut off the, it's what's called the vas deferens. And they, they cauterize both sides of it to stop the bleeding, and then they tie it off with a little suture on each end um, so that the sperm can never make its way um, from where it's produced um, out, out through your penis. Um, so the, you still produce sperm. It's just not coming out, right. um, basically. So, um, so knowing that, you, that I still produce sperm, that answered my, my thought that I had, does this make me less than a man in any way that I can't have kids if I wanted to? So there was a checkbox there. And then the second checkbox was um, that if we ever did want to have kids in the future, that there were options available to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, Brandon, are you at this point, like, cringing of <laughs> all <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I I have thought about it for years. Okay. And my wife actually got her tubes tied, but I have thought about just doing it just to get it done for myself, mm-hmm. just in case those. Because I know sometimes with those tubes, they're not. Sometimes they can grow back together, and then, oops. Right. Or or you just have uh, that super sperm, and they just like. Fly across and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that too, that too. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. I thought about it just to get it done, just to so that never happens, so that doesn't happen again. We we have two girls. I'm fine. I don't need a boy. Um, they're already a handful. I don't mm-hmm. even need another girl. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I think it's about time. But I just can't get over the to make my appointment, go down there and talk to the person. Right. Just just to think about, okay, you're going to be up there, spread eagle. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Let's cut it open and do what we need to do. I've, I oh, shouldn't I, even watch any videos. Oh, but. I, will get, I will get to that for you. Um, so so bef- before that, yeah, um, there, there has been like maybe a couple of um, – well, there's been a couple of podcasts that I've heard on this procedure, and it's funny. Like one of them, uh, it's like this guy. I'm he- I'm hearing him. He's like, yeah. So, just want to let you guys know, I just got my uh, vasectomy done, and uh, um, it was not that bad. You know, it was it wasn't as pain that as painless as I thought it would. You know, blah blah blah. And then as he's telling me the procedure, or not telling me, as he's going through the procedure, um, he gets to a part where he's like. And then he was doing something, and it was like it was hurting, and it was hurting so bad. I'm like, wait a minute, you just said that the procedure was. 
<laughs> like make up your mind. Um, I saw this. Um, these I can't think of who they are, um, but they're pretty famous guys on YouTube on their podcast, and they uh, went and got their uh, vasectomies oh, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like one right after the other. They're all in the same room. They're just joking. They're on they're on um Valium. The Valium. Yeah. And they're just like I'm like, oh man, like <laughs> as I'm thinking like they're so high, but then it's like you know that they wanna like I don't know, just clench up and be like all manly about this and um yeah, uh, if, I don't know. Like if if I were to tell you that on a scale one through ten that one being um, the lowest on the pain scale, that it was a one for me. Would you believe me? Oh, you, you no, no. <laughs> so you're saying it's a one? It, it's a one, 100%. Mm. 100%. Okay. Um, and I can explain that process to you, but we'll, we'll get there when you're ready for it. Okay, so let me ask you. Um, so you went in to uh, see your primary physician? Um, actually the, uh, I went to go see the, uh, doctor that was performing the vasectomy. Okay. So, um, so I was just curious as far as like, you know, did you have like a choice or they just like set you up with this, this one, uh, doctor? No, <laughs> no, I didn't have a, cho- no, I didn't have a choice. Um, uh, my only, my only request was, is that, um, that I wanted it to be someone that has done them quite frequently, obviously, because you want somebody that's experienced in doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I've read on, um, I'm the kind of person when I go into things, I want to know the worst case scenario. So mm-hmm. that if that, so if it happens, um, that I'm not surprised by it and I know what I'm getting into. Okay. Um, and I was looking up that there are certain cases where people have a hard time getting erections um, mm-hmm. after having this procedure done, or there are cases where, uh, males, when they, um, ejaculate that there's a, like a, a weird feeling, um, where the procedure was done in that area. Mm-hmm. So there were a few concerns that I had with that, but, um, I know that those were like super low in the statistical ratings of people that actually have it done. Okay. Um, so tell me about like, so let me ask you how many, um, like, um, so you had had the consultation. Were there any more um, doctor visits in between before the procedure? Nope. Just the uh, just the initial uh, initial consultation and uh, and scheduling the date before leaving mm-hmm. and um, and coming in the day the procedure needed to get done. Okay. Um, but just to, just to add to that real quick, um, so my buddy Sam. Um, did have this procedure done. This is where I said it's going to vary based off your medical provider, but his medical provider made him go through, I think like a, like a eight hour course on vasectomy procedures mm-hmm. where he had to learn about it, watch videos and, um, and do a lot of studying on it with the medical provider before they would allow him to actually do the procedure. The company or the medical provider that I used, um, didn't make me do that. So that's the only difference. How how long was it? Was an eight, it was like an eight hour course, from what oh, I believe he told me. Yeah, uh, that's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you out more. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I've actually heard that too. Um, someone that I know, I think, went through a course similar to that. Um, okay, so do you want to uh, jump into the procedure, the day of, the morning of? How about like, <laughs> what was, what was, if you can remember, um, what was the meal the night before? Oh man, I, I honestly don't know. I think I made it, I may have been too nervous to want to eat anything. Because it's, it's, it's like dead man walking at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cause you know what, man, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, what people tell you, you know, people can kind of calm your nerves a little bit, but you're not going to fully feel comfortable and know what it feels like until you actually go through it. So my nerve, my nerves were going, were, were at all all time high, just knowing that I was going to have a procedure done in that area the night before. So I don't really remember what I had eaten, but if I had to pick, I'll just say it was a steak, a 21 ounce ribeye. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um okay so uh the day of 
Okay, so the day of, um, they actually sent me home with some lidocaine crate, okay? And, and the instructions were very specific. Get up in the morning, shave your pubic region, okay? Everything off, no hair anywhere. Okay. Your full, your full pubic region. Um, before heading down to the medical office, you needed to coat your testicles full of this lidocaine cream. Okay, I know that not every medical provider is the same way. And this mm-hmm. is just my experience. Okay. So then I had to wrap my testicles with saran wrap with lidocaine um, that that's that's spread all over. And the reason for the saran wrap is so that it doesn't get over or get over everything, and um, so that it's efficient, it stays on the skin, and okay. it numbs it. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know, lidocaine is a numbing agent. Okay. Um, so. I put that on. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. I had to wear a jock strap down there because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they have to put you in a jock strap when you leave, and you'll understand why. Put um, me in, coach. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, so I get down there. I get down there, and uh, first thing they do, sign in, um, bring you back, and then they have you drop trial. Um, the the worst thing about this whole issue to me was is that. People just you, you're just you're vulnerable at that that point in time, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to drop everything yeah. and just show everybody what you're working with. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> though even though you may be very confident in with what you're working with, but people that you don't know, right? Like yeah. I had two girls that were like around my age, if not a little bit older than me, and then <laughs> I had the and then I had the doctor. Um, I had the doctor, and um, I'm not going to get into like like preferences of choices of doctors and what I thought, you know, what they like and what they don't like. But, okay, you know, um, you could kind of read between the lines there. But um, yeah. I just felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just very <laughs> uncomfortable. So I had to drop down everything. They had so, to take the saran wrap off to so prep th- So this is actually the, uh, the classic um, uh, nightmare scene that everyone has when they're <laughs> – when they uh, have a dream that they're in front of everyone in the classroom or in the office with no underwear or no pants, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so from what I remember, they had me put this metal gown on, which to me was pointless because they just pulled it up anyways. So, so it's like there's no point to actually wearing it. Um, okay. And then they had you lay on a table. And when they have you lay on the table, they have you spread your legs. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then the the process isn't scary. It's just more so. I for me, it felt more embarrassing than anything, just because you're very vulnerable, just sitting there, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, it's un- and it's uncomfortable because they're about to do a procedure in that region. Yep. So what they do, and this was very awkward for me, was um, they take your. I, I'm trying to think what the. Um, what the politically correct word is, and I'm just going to say the the penis shaft. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the, Sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> so they put that up on your stomach, and then they'll tape that down so it's not in the way. Okay. Okay. So that's the so that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very uncomfortable. Um, not didn't hurt. It just was weird. Um, then the second <laughs> the second thing was by that time you're completely numb, so you don't feel anything going on with your with your nuts or whatever, uh, your testicles, sorry. Um, <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. So, so the next thing what they did was they took some um, lidocaine solution. It wasn't a cream, it was a solution. So they wiped off all the cream mm-hmm. and they took this, it looks almost like a like a little water gun, but it's not a water gun, it's pressurized. and has lidocaine in there and in the area where he's gonna insert an incision, he shoots the pressured water in that testicle area. Um, for whatever reason, I guess it penetrates into the fibers um, of the skin, oh. which uh, which helps the numbing even more. That's which interesting. I, yeah, which I didn't like. I felt it barely, but you know, honestly, what it felt like was was maybe if you just barely flick yourself in the testicle, but it didn't hurt. Okay, like it didn't like stay there. It didn't stay there. It was just that quick, like uh, like a little pinch. You know, I don't know about but, I don't know about you, Josh or Brandon. Like whenever you say like flick. And we're talking uh, about no, this region. No, no. I, I don't. I don't know anything about flicking. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a torture? Is this supposed to be kinky? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> like I'm just when you say flicking, and that we're talking about that region. I'm like I already got that like stomach feeling, like I just got hit in the balls. Like oh. Yeah, oh. but it's not. But it's not like that. Like okay. people, like my like my friend told me. 
he feels like it, it was like a kick, like a swift kick in your nuts. That's what he told me. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, this is going to suck, you know. But that's not that's not how I felt. Um, how I felt was like it literally like like if you pinched like the, the top of your skin on your on your on your hand just real quick, just very lightly. That's what it felt. And so it didn't like it wasn't like one of those testicle like oh my stomach hurts kind of feeling. Um, it was just like a little. Yeah, yeah. No, I seriously, it's just it was just like a little pinch topically, but you couldn't. Re- I couldn't really feel it because I was mostly numbed. Um, at that point. At that point, when they did uh, when they did that, I was completely numb after that. So I don't it, obviously that little pressurized little liquid lidocaine worked, but um, from there they gave me a few shots in that region. I watched it and I thought I was like, oh shit, this is where it's gonna hurt. Didn't feel a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel didn't feel a darn thing. It was um, I think maybe two or three shots in the surrounding area. Then he to- then he told me to lay back, and then I mm-hmm. lay back. And, um, yeah, within 15 to 20 minutes, he was done. Um, you know, I could, you could feel pooling. It's a pooling sensation that you feel. Um, so, so the, but, the pooling but the thing the, is pulling from down there. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But yeah, but the pooling sensation isn't the pooling sensation that you're envisioning in your head. So this is where my buddy told me he feels like it was a swift kick in, in his testicles, which wasn't what I felt. What I felt was more so like an uncomfortable feeling. It wasn't a painful feeling. It was just uncomfortable. And what that feeling is, is they're grabbing, they're going in your testicle and they're pulling out the vas deferens mm-hmm. out of your out of your testicle, out of the incision, and then they're clamping it. They're clamping it on one side, clamping it on the other. They're cutting it in the middle, and then they're cauterizing it with a little little needle cauterizer um, there. And I remember distinctly seeing the smoke come up. You know when he was. Uh. Um, yeah, but, you know, but I, I think the crazy thing was I didn't feel anything. So I'm just like, to me, this is like a cool science experiment. You know, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't feel anything. So like now my nerves and everything are at ease at that point because you're not feeling anything. You're just like, okay, now I'm just curious what they're doing. But uh, yeah, so that's what I felt. Um, it didn't hurt. Um, they did offer me Valium um, for the procedure, but I chose to do it without it. I don't really like taking, um, things like that. But, um, yeah, I did it without it. And, uh, the, they, from the time that they cut it to the time that, um, they suture or I'm sorry, they didn't even suture me up. Yeah. They just cauterized it. They, your best efforts will naturally fall back in place in your testicles when they, um, I don't want to say they, they, uh, I don't know what they do. However, they readjust your testicles. Um, it will fall back in place. Um, fall back, son. From, fall back, soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Um, and then from there, then from there, all they do is just put gauze, like just those little square gauzes. They just put it over the incision, and you're done at that point. So they didn't. They don't even close it up because it's such like a a small incision. I think mm-hmm. it's like a, maybe a, like a, a quarter of an inch, maybe a half of an inch um, incision. No, probably like half of an inch. Um, incision but i remember them saying you can take showers and stuff just don't rub in that area don't let soap get in that area um but you can still take showers and stuff and it probably took i want to say a day like a day and a half before like it fully closed up the incision but um going from after that procedure to going home i've always heard the term from people that um or not the term but um people have always described it as oh you can go back to work right yeah and uh, me, me being a, um, a realtor, um, I said, okay, yeah, if you, I can just sit at home, you know, on my uh, on my chair and just work on files. Um, and so when I got home, I was like, there's no, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this because um, once the numbing starts to wear off, that's when you start to feel the effects of it. Um, mm. And and you know what the effect feels like? It doesn't feel like you got kicked in the nuts. What it feels like? Have you guys ever sat down? And your leg somehow just kind of squished the side of one of your testicles somehow. Oh, like, have you guys ever geez. experienced that? Yes. And like, have you ever felt it? Like the aftermath of that? Like, what after that happens? It feels like it feels like twenty to thirty minutes before that pain like actually subsides. It's just like a dull, like aching pain, but it's not like something like severe. Mm-hmm. You know that pain? Okay. Is it more like okay. an uncomfortable like? Yeah, it's just it's just uncomfortable, but the, like it's that squishy, like it's almost like if I squished my my testicle by accident, and it's not like that like that stomach feeling, but it's like oh I squished my testicle or I sat wrong, 
um, and it's just that dull achiness feeling. So that's the achiness feeling that I felt um, throughout the whole night, you know, that whole rest of that day. Um, I did take pen med- uh, pain medication that did help subside um, some of that, like Tylenol, things like that. But um, the pain, as far as like the procedure goes and in the aftercare and everything like that, like to me was on a scale, on, from a scale of one through 10, was easily a one. Huh. Easily a one. I'm still not sold. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, a pain in one, okay. Well, well, you know what? You don't need to be sold because, you know, your wife is, you know, taken care of technically. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand yeah. your concerns with that. So there's no, like, immediate rush for you in yeah. that sense. But so you could take your time with it. And that time may never come. But yeah. for someone, for someone mm-hmm. like AJ – that yeah, is yeah. seriously considering it and whether and, and I don't know, this may be too personal to ask here, but do you want another kid, um, AJ, or are you guys done? So, so yeah, uh, that's a good question. We've definitely um have had the conversation uh a few times. Um we I mean, she knows that I would like another child every time we um you know, we happen to come across like a, a baby and I mean, it's not every baby. It's like every like cute baby that just comes by. So I mean, yeah, there are some babies that are just not cute, but um, every cute baby that comes around, like, oh man, that's a cute baby. Like, you know, I want to play with him. I want to hold him. You know, that, yeah, I want another kid. Um, but then, you know, my my uh, my wife just reminds me. You know, just think of all that sleep that we will be missing. You know, like all those extra diapers that we got to keep on buying. Like, and we're not we're not in diapers anymore. Um, and congratulations! So, yeah, <laughs> so it's in the world, best feeling yeah. in the world. I'm like, yeah, I got I, I got an extra couple twenties uh, in my pocket, so it's great. Um, so I mean, yeah, so I'm getting reminded of all these things, and it's like I don't know, like because growing up. This is just me and my brother. Um, in in my mind, growing up, I thought to myself, like, when I have a family, like, I want to have at least three kids, because not all the time, you know, did my brother like always want to like do the things I wanted to do, or he was never around, or, or um, whatever the case is. I'm like thinking, like, if we had another sibling, then at least one of us, you know, will still be engaged somehow, you know. And then that's kind of like how I thought, like I was saying, okay, like, well, maybe shoot for three. But I mean, I guess at this point, you know, we've pretty much our, our family life is just kind of like took off and, you know, now we're doing our thing. Um, the thought of adoption has now been kind of like lingering uh, in my mind. Um, I do. I, knew, I know some, I know uh, friends of ours that have been adopted um, and uh that have gone through the adoption process. Uh, they've adopted a few kids. Um, and, you know, I think it's a, you know, a nice thing to do to kind of like, you know, to help someone else that is in need and not really have to like think about more of, of me. And so I think it's that this idea is kind of like helping me, like the, the topic of vasectomies and the topic of adoption is reminding me to not just think about me. So I'm also thinking about, um, Every, everyone else that's included in this decision. Yeah, and I agree with that too. Um, I I was in a very similar situation like that as well. I wa- always wanted three kids, um, and we must be family because we think the same. We kind of think very similar, <laughs> and I and I, I think that kind of uh, I think that's always been something that I've always thought to myself. But um, <clears throat> the um, did Brandon fall off? Uh, he had. He'll take care of some uh, family oh, issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. No problem. Um, so yeah, I had the same the same um, thought process in my head. I always wanted a third kid, and I bring it up to my wife. Um, but you know, the, the crazy thing is, is that we're not the ones that actually have to hold the child. You know, mm-hmm. and that was her big thing. You know, um, there were certain points of pregnancy that she was very happy being pregnant, but you know, pregnant would or being going through the pregnancy process is very scary. You know, um, we've, we've had a miscarriage, um, at one point, you know, with the first trying, um, the second time we had Sophia, um, you know, my wife, um, has a short cervix, um, and with having a short cervix, you're, at your your uh, there's a possibility of, um, preterm labor. Okay. 
And the thought of, okay, well, is our child going to be born early? You know, that scares you, you know, to think that will they be old enough, you know, to be able to survive, you know, if we run into that situation. And then with my son, when we got pregnant with my son, you know, she had a, um, uh, I forget what the official term is, but it's almost like a, like a, a bruise in the inside. It's like accumulation of blood, like within mm. the, um, within the sack or by the sack. And, um, and like bleeding occurs and you think, oh crap, we're having a miscarriage, but that's not actually what it is. Um, but it still could be dangerous, you know, um, if it's not corrected or dealt with or, you know, moms are seen by a medical, um, doctor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, there's a lot of risks with that. And for me, you know, I had to listen to her, you know, cause she's, she's the one that, that is carrying the child. It's not me. It's her body, you know, um, and then also, you know, the risks of what if something were to happen, you know, third, um, during this, you know, how does that mess with somebody psychologically or physically, you know, um, and I didn't want to go through that again. Um, right. and, and just like you, you know, I, I thought to myself, well, we could always do a spermidectomy or, you know, try to reverse it if we ever wanted to in the future or possibly adopt because I have also also thought about that. Um, and then recently somebody told me that I've known, or from, from somebody that I've known that, um, is in the process of adopting, you have to spend a lot of money, man, um, a lot of money coming out of your pocket to be able to adopt a kid, mm-hmm. uh, which I never, which I never knew. So, yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. That's like a common thing that a lot of people hear. Um, and so the church that we attend, they actually they help out with a lot of um, adoption uh, people that want to adopt. They help them through the process. And one thing that they discuss is like the way that they do help is that they actually help with the with the fees and and the money towards this. And so I was like, hmm, I'm scratching my th- my chin now and and thinking, you know, <laughs> um, you know, if it's ever like laid in in both of our hearts to go that route, but. Um, you know, like I can't help but to, to think that you know um, that there are like there are orphans out there, you know, and and then then they grow up to the point where they're you know of adult age, and then they um, are now legally adults and they fend for themselves, and then it, they go through issues because they they just don't know, mm-hmm. they just don't know. What up, Dallas? Catching in the uh, the last bit of this, but we were talking about vasectomies. Uh, not sure if you have any experience in that uh, realm, but um, yeah, I kind of I, I wanted to hear what uh, what was the gentleman's name? Kevin? Was it Kevin that said that he yeah. went through it? I'm curious to see what Kev, what Kevin's experience was with that. Kevin, if you're on this call. Uh, tell us pain scale wise, one through 10, what your experience was with that. I'm sure that's the first thing that pops in AJ's mind. <laughs> Wanting to know uh, what that was. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Kevin actually, he, um, he didn't come, he, I guess he just, uh, left the, the room, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll never know. But, uh, Kevin, <laughs> if you, if you, Kevin, if you do, uh, ever, uh, hear back or follow the uh the podcast you can go ahead and uh, chime in your thoughts uh, somehow i think there's a way you can email um i think my email address is provided on the profile so but yeah um any regrets josh of uh going through this none whatsoever uh if you were to get the procedure done all over again would you do it again absolutely i would do it tomorrow <laughs> okay actually i wanted to do one fun thing with you um sure you've uh done the procedure right and yep. i guess i, I guess <laughs> i think what i want to kind of do with like with the podcast is kind of like relate it to movies uh because i love i love watching movies um i could probably spend like a good half half a day watching movies if you were to um compare like what you went through um i guess if you would just sum it up in a in a movie title or in a movie like what would you what would it be called like what would your story uh be called oh if i if i created the movie title or of a current movie Uh, of a current movie like use use a current movie and then uh like what movie would best represent 
what you went through. How about that? That sounded better. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a movie buff like, like you are. And uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think what would pop up in my mind that would relate to a movie of that nature. But the first thing that pops to mind, and I don't know what the heck the movie is called, but you probably all know what it is, is um, whenever I think of any medical procedure being done, um, do you remember a movie with uh, Hugh Grant? You, you know who Hugh Grant is? Mm-hmm. The actor? I just yeah. remember that. And, and, and I dealt with this when my wife was having our, when, with having our baby. I always thought I was going to be that guy because uh, Hugh Grant was in this movie where his wife was having a baby and then he passes out in the, deli- in the delivery room. Oh, so, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I think it's called, is it called nine months? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You, may, you, you know, you may be right because you, you watch a ton of movies, but that image from a very young age always stuck in my head. Cause I thought that that was something that was going to happen to me. So when I had both of my kids, I thought, Oh man, I'm going to get lightheaded. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to be that guy that passes out. And I thought the same thing going into that vasectomy. I thought that, oh man, you know, am I, I going to get to a point where I get lightheaded? I just pass out during that. So if it's called nine months, then that's what I'm going to. That's what I would. That's what I would reference this procedure to. Okay. Just for the okay. Fact, just for that one scene. <laughs> is uh is Robin Williams in that one? Do you remember Robin Williams being in that? Oh man, I don't know. It's been so long. I just remember that damn scene with him in there because it like freaked me out. I'm like crap. I have to go through that when I get older. That's funny. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up now, though. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was nine months. Yep. Nine months. Yep. Right on. Um, It's funny. uh, One of my friends, he uh, went through the procedure. And um, so I was just kind of like Googling it and I, I've come across like some things that people do for their friends who go through this procedure and um, they like kind of like put together like a little, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, a survivor kit. <laughs> um, yeah. And so put a, put a box together with uh, like um, an ice pack, you know, you put ice in it. Right. And then, uh, it's one of those things where you put ice in it and you just kind of like, it's like an ice pack. Yeah. A traditional ice pack. Um, and then um, I think I threw in like a couple movies in there. Uh, one of them being Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a great him, movie, by the way. Yeah. Great, great Christmas movie. Um, great Christmas movie. It's probably on the top 10 Christmas movies of mine what up duck <laughs> wait wait if you're talking about top 10 christmas movies can we just say that elf is in that oh my gosh you're like everyone else and their mom that loves <laughs> the elf um but you know what that um that can be another um podcast episode if you're willing to do um <laughs> because we can definitely uh put our list together and then um compare them I, I, I am game for that, and I hope you invite me back for a, a Dodger podcast because I definitely want to get in depth with that in a future episode. All right, yeah, we can do something like that. Um, so, without anything else, um, we're like an hour nine minutes uh, since I've pressed the record button. Um, we can just call it a night for for the uh, live cast. Um, uh, at this point. Um, what I can do is, uh, so after I hit end, it's like done. Then, um, what I can do is, and I can download uh, a copy of this and then I can, um, edit, uh, in any way, um, what I was probably just going to like add, um, like my little intro, like music and stuff. And, um, and then, then I can push it out to the platforms like on Google and iTunes uh, for later listening. So um, that's what I'll probably do. Um, yeah. Did, is there is there anything that you want to do? Like any other like type kind of topics you'd like want to uh, talk about in the future? Man, uh, you know, I thought about starting a podcast myself. Um, you you know what? Like, I mean, if you want, because like you you are in the field of real estate. Um, and I don't know if that's like something that you were thinking about doing, but um, if, if, if you want to do something like that, we can do something like that. Um, 
Yeah, um, in the, yeah, in the future for sure, man. You just let me know. Whatever, whatever podcast you want to touch on, if you think that I could add some value, I'm more than happy to help you out, cuz. Right on. Okay, so we've uh, we've dove deep into the uh, lovely world of vasectomies. We've talked about um, uh, lidocaine and uh, <laughs> saran wrap, <laughs> and, and we've talked about um, let's see, we talked about smoke. <laughs> and, yeah, and about dropping your 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 drawers to your ankles and. Everybody having to look at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we definitely uh, heard first point of view uh, in this uh, subject. Uh, for those that um, are probably listening or have actually considered doing uh, ha- or having vasectomies done, as those have been doing any research, um, I know that there are some things out there. There are some podcasts or some videos out there, but it doesn't kind of give you that um, that first person uh, experience point of view. So that's what was done tonight uh, to give value for you gentlemen that are considering uh, having a vasectomy. Um, I got a lot to think about. And so um, after chewing the cud with you, Josh, I appreciate the time. Um, I will let you go, um, get some rest, uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, Don't eat too much. And uh, and give give some love uh, to the kids and and the wife for me. What up, birthday boy? We're about to close out this episode, but you know what? Follow me, and then we can do um, another chat with you if you want to chat about some things. Um, yeah, give love, Josh, to uh, the family, and uh, and uh, um, everyone. Be safe on the roads. People drive crazy. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. Well. Um, yep. Sorry, birthday boy. Um, Happy birthday if it's your birthday, but uh, we're going to go ahead and close out. Again, like I said, follow me, and then uh, you can email me if you want to like chat it up later on. We can chew the cud, whatever you want. All right, it's your unbirthday, actually. It's not your birthday today, but it'll be your unbirthday. It's my unbirthday, as, as a matter of fact, as well. It's my unbirthday, so happy unbirthday to you. Um, yeah, so without further ado, uh, I am out, and until next time, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, the dude of New Windsor.